Well, welcome everybody to another edition of Demonology Today. Crazy Witch Stewart. Hello, Philip. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Aussie How Sue. you doing, my friend, Chris? Doing How good. Doing good. Yeah. How about yourself? Hey, Greetings Chris. from the grotto. I'm, in, I'm deep in the grotto tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, so I uh, just want to let you know Chris is in here. Hey, Gary, welcome to the show. Glad you can join. So, I'll be throwing some links in here. Uh, I just want to say real quick, uh, I did a shout out on Chris on the last show. Uh, Chris helps me out and saves some money and uh, does some music for some of my videos. Thank you. But the reason why uh, we put up links and uh, and stuff and to sell merchandise, shirts and what else is is to help with our shows. Because uh, Mr. Carroll knows it, it gets very expensive because we don't get paid to do this, ladies and gentlemen. So to create content, it does cost money. And uh, and, you know, yes. Uh, hey, Keeper, welcome to the show. So uh, we found out that uh, we're having problems uh, by sending stars, yes. So uh, some reason I'm having problems getting that. I don't know why people are having problems. So I do have a GoFundMe. Uh, I've just put that out there. Uh, 99 cents, just like stars, $2, $3, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can use it or you don't have to, right? So it's, it's out there for you all. And uh, from time to time, I throw out uh, my website for shirts and, and uh, the Bigfoot coins and, and so forth, challenge coins that are out there. It, it just helps us. That's all. Uh, you know, it, 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 if you see it on a website, you don't like it to scroll. That's all. You know, but hey, I, my heart does appreciate everything. Because it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here, ladies and gentlemen. And I just want to say a big thanks to Chris, because Chris didn't hear it on the last show. But he really is a big contributor to, to save a lot of money instead of me spending three or $400 on a program to, to put music together for some of our videos. So thank you, Chris. And uh, Catherine, and, and thank you uh, for your donation. It, it, uh, it very means a lot to me and everything, and it goes a long ways. But Mr. Carroll, how was your weekend? A lot of people don't realize, you know, Chris, we do have some overhead expenses, expenses, you know, to keep all this going. It's you very know, important, you know. You know, Mr. Carroll, I do not come to you and say, uh, Mr. Carroll, it cost me $1,300 a year just for certain amount of programs. And I'm going to take you and everybody else, divide that up. And this is how much I'm going to charge you, do I? Do I charge you for doing this show? Mm-hmm. Do I charge you? Mm. Is, is that a yes or no? Do I charge you for yeah. a co-host? I don't charge you a dime, do I? Exactly. That's right. So, and that's the way I try to do it. Everything comes out of my pocket, and that's the way I try to. I don't charge subscription fees for everybody to watch the shows, but, you know, we wanted to have everybody, you know, as a communion. But I'm just saying everything goes a long ways, and any and all helps greatly appreciate it. And I'm very thankful for everybody, and I'm thankful for the crowd. So, Mr. Carroll, how's your yeah, weekend uh, been? Uh, another thing, Chris, you are a man of deep conviction, you know, and I, I do applaud you and recognize you for that. You are a man of honor, and uh, you know uh, you need help. You know you need you need support for that. You really do. You need support. And uh, yeah, the crosses, whatever you can do, yeah. folks. The stars. I, I, the I, got, I, got, I got the crosses. I love that and, cross, and, by the way. And, 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 uh, and I'll throw the website out there for the cross again. Yeah. Thank you. The crosses have been a real big hit. And, uh, and I try to keep the call slow, you know, because I want everybody to have access to that. But the crosses are, are only uh, $13.95. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, the crosses are blessed. And there's the website for them. But no, I'm just being honest. You know, it's it just, I just want people to know I'm very thankful. 
I really mm -hmm. am. And I'm thankful for people like Chris Hensley that dedicates his time out of his day and then has software that I don't have to buy that helps us on our shows. And I'm, you know, that's, that's a family. And I just appreciate everybody. I appreciate our, our guest that watches the show. And it really means a lot. So, yeah. And tonight, well, you know, we're, we're kind of family here and we need to really yeah. look out for each other and support each other that way, you know, definitely. Right. Yeah. And uh, so tonight we are talking about lost mm -hmm. souls. Mm -hmm. You know, I have been having dreams about this show. Well, uh, you know, we're going to get a little deep into that tonight, Chris. It's a very interesting subject. And, you know, I've said before that there are a lot of things out there walking around that that appear to be human, you know. And uh, and um, I'll say this, too. Okay, folks, some of them ain't human. Some of them used to be human, but they're not anymore. And that's the lost souls that we're going to be talking about tonight. And the main thing is how they, they get that way. And how can we keep from becoming that way? Uh, that's another aspect of all this. But to me, that's a it's a spiritual thing. It's a very spiritual thing that we're looking at here. You know, uh, you know, as it says in the Bible, they asked Jesus that, you know, how do you worship God? And he said something very interesting. God is a spirit. You have to worship him in the spirit, you know. And that's very true. Uh, these things are spiritual matters that we're talking about. Well, you hear about next week's show, but I'm not going to, I'm going to leave that for the end. But next week's show is going to be very interesting too. But tonight we're talking about lost souls. Now, now Chris, you and I both have been in uh, law enforcement. We know we've met some very interesting subjects, shall we say, in law enforcement. Yes. Yes. And I know that without a doubt, you have experiences, I have, and other people in law enforcement experience these lost souls, these these people that you run into that uh, are just gone. You know, I mean, they're they're not they're not any longer trying to even try to be human anymore. They, yeah, they uh, they've got to right. a stage, yeah, where they, they, they just don't care anymore. They don't care about anything or anything like that. Let me they tell have, you a quick story. They have nothing else to lose is what they'll tell you. Oh yeah, yeah. And let me tell you a quick story about a young a young man that I knew, and this is very sad. You know, very sad. He would cut himself. He would actually take razors, blades, and cut mutilation. And here's what he told me. I said, why in the world do you do that? Why do you do that? Because I knew he had some kind of psychological problem, of course. That right. is a psychological problem, definitely. But it's also, you got to remember this, folks. A lot of psychological stuff are tied directly into spiritual aspects of that person. Okay. Got to remember that. It's very important. So I said, why do you do that? That hurts. Why do you do that? He said, I have to feel something. And, I, and I'd rather just feel pain. Because that's not, if that's the only thing I can feel, that's a sad state to be in, folks. Definitely, and that right there sort of epitomizes what a lost soul is. They become so numb to the world around them. They become so lost. That's why we call them lost souls. They become so lost in this world that we live in that they no longer seem to be a part of it anymore. They're outsiders. They 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 look at themselves that way. Okay. And this is why we've got to examine the spiritual aspects of this. How do they get that way? Now, let me talk a little bit about demonic possession here. Okay. Norman, let me ask you a question before you, before you start <laughs> that. How many times in law enforcement have you asked this question? May, may I see your arms? And there's two things that you're looking for. You're looking for marks, tracks, and I'm looking for self-manipulation. Is what I'm looking for. Oh yeah, oh yeah, especially for uh, track marks, yep. stuff like that too. Yeah, oh definitely. Yep. Um, and they got pretty clever. They got pretty clever at hiding those too. They could do other yep, parts of do. the body, right, not the just the arms. Between their fingers, between their toes. Between Ladies the toes, and gentlemen, they got, they got the toes, very yeah. creative. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, uh, and, and I've talked about this before, Chris. Uh, about how much, how big of a part drugs play in spiritual aspects of this too. 
if you might remember back through history when they would do cer religious ceremonies, whatever the religion might have been, they would sometimes use drugs to get to a certain spiritual state that they wanted in order to worship a lot of the high priests. And uh, you remember the Greeks, they had the uh, a, uh, uh, a uh, uh, different way about going that. They would sit over the fumes of this thing. They would get it. They would, uh, this stuff would make them high, would make, you know, would get them on a, a spiritual high line. And they would, they would, uh, the Oracle, I think it was called, the Oracle Delphi. Yes, that is would correct. would sit on over these fumes coming up out of the ground, which ha evidently had a medicinal purpose. And she would see visions and all that. So drugs have been used in that connection too, but they can also be used in a very bad way as that way. And that's not good either, really. But if you look at the long term of it, um, but uh, it's not good to do that because when you change the, your state of being, you open yourself up. And that's what these people were doing, religiously opening themselves up to the spiritual world by using drugs. And sometimes people take drugs not for that purpose, but it, it still accomplishes that same purpose. You know, it still does the same thing. And so you, you run into that drug use a lot and a lot of the spiritual and demonic possession. Let me talk a minute about demonic possession. And I'm not going to get deep into that because that's not our subject tonight. But I want to tell you, I want to lay out how the demonic works on people. Okay. Uh, the demonic seeks to cut you off from everything around you. They seek to desensitize you. And have you turn inward on yourself so that you can only see yourself and nothing else. You can't see a solution. You can't even see going to ask anyone for help. That's why they want right. you to right. put you in a position so that you turn inward on yourself. You can only see yourself, your own problems. And that's the wells on your mind constantly. This and this and this and that, folks, let me tell you, it's got to be very downright dark and depressing to live that way. It's, I mean, it's not just regular depression we're talking about here. Uh, you know, everybody gets depressed a little bit once in a while. That's a natural Absolutely. human. It yeah, does. it is. But we're talking about a deep, dark, enduring depression. And that's where they want to get you in because then your spiritual state is weakened, becomes weaker and more subtle to their attacks. And eventually, the demonic will overthrow your mind. Now, I know that's a, a bad statement to make, but it does. Your mind will become overthrown like a conquered nation is overthrown. Your mind will become overthrown, and then you will be subject to complete possession by these things. But in that state before complete con com uh, uh, possession, in that stage in between oppression and, oh, and possession are the lost souls. And they get into this state. Yeah, they get into this emotional and spiritual state. And remember what I've told you so many times before, the four ways that they get to you, physically, mentally, spiritually, and what? Emotionally. Emotionally okay. is the big Third part. part. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, definitely. Now, is, that, is that a lot better, ladies and gentlemen? Can you hear me a lot better? Or is that too loud? Uh, evidently, I was not. Uh, they're having problems hearing me. Testing, testing. All right, Brenda Stewart. Is that a lot better? Keeper. Testing, testing. One, two, one, two. I don't want to blow uh, you. You are a little bit low tonight. I don't know. It's a little really? bit lower. We are. You know, that's unusual because usually I am like. There you go. That sounds is that, a, little... is that a lot better. Yeah. Or is that a lot better? Or is that worse? I think I think we're getting a lot of flack tonight. Whatever's out there doesn't want us to talk about this subject. <laughs> now can you hear me? Yeah. Like, I am uh, like it happens a lot. It definitely does happen. Yeah. Can you hear me now? I'm like screaming. My modulation's low. Yeah. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, testing, testing. It's worse. Now, how about that? Better, 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 better. That, that sounds a little better. Yeah, definitely. Yes, okay. I'll, I'll keep it right there. How's that? How's I sound okay to you. Am I sounding normal to you? Well, everybody says I sound worse, so I don't know. 
I don't know what's yeah. going on. I'm plugged in. Uh, my uh, my mic. Uh, wait a minute. It is a, well, it's not. It's not just your modulation. It's a little bit muffled. Like I don't know why, but it seems to be. I don't know. Could be me. <laughs> no, you're but good. You're, a little you're good. On my end, you're good. So. Mm. Uh, now go ahead. Let's roll with it. Uh, we'll see. Everybody says you're you're fine. Dennis is fine. So. Yeah. That's strange. So anyway, uh, in that in between uh, that in between stage of possession and oppression is where you will find a lot of the lost souls. And the reason why we basically call them lost souls because they've given up. They don't. They don't see any other choice but to give up, and they just don't care anymore. They become well, desensitized to the world around them because they can only see their own problems. And nothing else, and they are, you've, you've heard of the term a narcissist, you know, a narcissist is what they basically are. They are narcissistic in that respect, but they they only thinking about themselves constantly because of their problems. Uh, and that's the way their outlook changes on the whole world. So when you deal with these kind of people, they don't see you as human anymore, a fellow human being. Right. They just disregard that completely. And that's why I've said, folks, that these people, these lost souls, are some of the most dangerous things walking around out there in this world. Absolutely. Because, and I've met them, and I know you have too, they could kill you, go eat lunch, and go home and take a nap and not think twice about it. That's just the way they operate. They have no more feeling. Their feelings are cut off like that poor young man I told you about. That the only thing you could feel was pain. And that's all they know. Pain and depression, deep, dark depression and all that. That's the only thing that they well. And, and a lot of people, now listen to this. A lot of people with chronic pain fall into this category. Because chronic pain will drive you to this state if you're not careful. You know, and that's why... That's why the proper use and opioid things are going on in the world today uh, at an alarming epidemic of opioid use. Um, the, the, the whole thing is they're trying to kill the pain. But a lot of times, folks, it's not just physical pain they're trying to kill. They're trying to kill a spiritual pain that's there. Because that's what they're feeling. They're facing this darkness in their lives. Sun, I'm going to tell you what. If you see one of these lost souls on a bright sunny day, the sun's going to be bright for you, but the, the sun's going to be dark for them. That's just the way they look at everything. Everything right. is changed. Right. Everything in that old cartoon, Chris, of the guy walking down the street on a sunny day and there's a rain cloud over him falling along. Yeah. That's what these tall souls are. And a lot of times, and I've had them tell me this, oh, I'm under a curse. And it is a demonic curse in some ways, okay? They are victims of demonic curses because the demonic wants to get them into this stage. They'll do these things to them. They'll take things away from them, like loved ones. You know, like divorces and all this other stuff going on. They'll take these things away from them so they have no support left. They have no support and they're and they're only trapped in this down going down this road there's a dead end. So I want to answer this question right now. So mm -hmm. Virgil is asking, mm -hmm. is Ted Bundy in heaven? Mm -hmm. Now I have a psychic. I'm not going to name the psychic. But I know a personal psychic that has her own show that deals well, I'll answer. I'll answer. on a regular basic. And she claims uh, he is uh, in, 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 in heaven. Yeah. Well, let me say this. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll answer Virgil there. If he actually asked God to truly, honestly forgive him for everything he ever done, he could possibly be in heaven. Um, I mean, that's how merciful God is, okay? And I've said this, I've made this statement before, although it sounds ludicrous, but it's very true. All the evil things that Lucifer has ever done 
all the terrible things he's done, the lies he's destroyed in life, if he were today to get down on his knees and truly ask for forgiveness, which he will never do, okay? <laughs> Don't bang on that, folks. He's never going to do that. But if he did, the mercy of God would have to forgive him. That's just the way God operates with his mercy. It has no holes, no boundaries, and no bars if you truly ask for forgiveness. You know, you're not going to be doomed to hell. Uh, because of anything you've done. Mur the sin of murder, although it's a very bad, it's one of the first sins. You remember Cain and Abel, you know? The sin of murder is a horrible thing, to spill blood. God doesn't look upon that very lightly either, by the way. The spilling of blood is a very, you know, a very serious thing to God, but it's still a sin, and all sins count as sin. You know, whatever they may be, whether it's robbing a bank, killing somebody, whatever the case but if you truly, honestly, Virgil, ask for forgiveness, you will definitely get that mercy. But it's got to be the real thing, not just a fake thing. You know, it's got to be a real thing. But see, a lot of people, Dennis, want to compare sins against sin. A sin is a sin, regardless of what sin it is. Yeah, well, you know... Sin against sin, there are, there. in my book, there's no big and little sins. I mean, one sin counts to them. And here's what I've often said this. Listen to this statement. To embrace one sin is to embrace them all. Okay? If you'll do one, you might as well have done them all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's the way God sees sin. But... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too deep into that thing tonight, but that is exactly why what Jesus did is so all important. As he took the sins of the world, that's yours and mine and everybody else, Ted Bundy and everybody. He took the sins of the world upon himself as a sacrificial lamb of God, died and went to the grave and to hell and came back victorious over that so that we can have that victory. And that's why it's so important. So, you know, we can't sit around and say, is this sin worse than that other sin? We just try to avoid sin altogether. <laughs> that's the main thing. Yeah, that's yeah, the main thing. But anyway, getting back to lost souls, uh, the, the, the thing about the lost soul, and like I say, they're going down this steep, dark, dead-end road, and, they, and here's the point. Here's the thing about them. Most lost souls, and I hate to say this, unfortunately, go past that point of no return. Because once you go inward in on yourself, Chris, once you no longer can see anything but yourself, you actually are turning your back on God. And when you turn your back on God, his mercy and his forgiveness and all this stuff, you are doomed, my friend. That's it. You're basically doomed, not because God wants you to be doomed. Okay, let's make that clear, folks. God's not the one wanting you to be doomed. You are dooming yourself. And that's why, you know, a lot of people come to me, can you actually sell your soul? You don't really sell it for money, all right? Of course, you can do it for that. But really, you are turning your back on God. That's how you get rid of You lose your soul. That's how you become a lost soul. You turn your back on God. You go over to that dark side, as they say in Star Wars. You go over to the dark side. There ain't usually no coming back. There have been instances where people have found their way back, but I think... That that was just more or less not the pro quo thing there. You know, it does not happen like that because once you become so blinded by this darkness and everything, like I said about the law, so they can't see a way out, Chris. They can't see any way out. They don't look at God. They don't look at religion. They don't look at anything as being an answer. Of course, a lot of those things are not an answer to this problem, but they can't see it. In any way, only what they are. So they doom them on their own selves. Um, let me tell you, let me give you a quick rundown on something that says very interesting in the Bible. Okay. Uh, you remember the very famous incident where Jesus healed a man's hand on Sunday, on the Sabbath day. Yes. And the Pharisees said something very interesting. Look at him. He healed that man by the power of Beelzebub. Because he did it on Sunday. 
Well, it's there were certain laws about Sunday in the Jewish tradition, of course. We know that. The Sunday is the Sabbath day, really on Saturday. But I'm not going to get into specifics right now. But anyway, here Jesus turned to them and said something very interesting. And I want you to remember this. And this is what he said. I know who my father is, and I know who your father is, and they're not the same one. But nevertheless, all sin will be forgiven except one. And that is the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit will doom you for What is that? I'll tell you what it is. It's seeing good as evil and evil as good. You turn your back on God. You can't get forgiveness. That's it. You're doomed. And that's what happens to these poor lost souls. They turn their back on God and walk away from him. I'm going to tell you this, folks, listening tonight. God in heaven has never, ever turned his back on anybody and walked away. He'll never do that. Only people do that, folks, not God. God doesn't turn his back on you. God had to do that one time, and I'll tell you why. He had to turn his back on his son as he hung on the cross with every sin ever done or would be done hanging on him. That's Adolf Hitler's sins. That's Joseph Stalin's sins. That's Dennis Carroll's sin. Whatever. And I hate to be lumped in that category. <laughs> but whatever, whatever that sin is, he could not look, God cannot look on sin and remain God. Okay, folks? It's that simple. And that's why he had to turn his back on Jesus and this whole world for just a few moments till Jesus died because he could not look upon sin. But you can turn your back on God. His, the God, the face of God is always on you, even though you are living in sin. If he sees the blood of Jesus on you, those sins are forgiven. He can have a more personal relationship with you. But sin is the barrier between us and God, unfortunately. If we don't get past that barrier, then we have a problem. And these lost souls stay behind that barrier. They embrace that, that barrier. They don't, they turn their back on God. And that's, that's a very dangerous situation. Not only are they dangerous physically to us, but they are in a very dangerous spiritual position. Why? Because as soon as Satan and his cohorts get you in this stage, they will kill you. They will kill your life. They will destroy your life and hopefully your soul. And that's what exactly they're waiting on to get you into the position of being lost. So that's what the whole game of oppression and possession is all about. Once they overthrow your mind and you cannot see any other solution, you're usually doomed. That's it. You're, probably, you're usually gone. But how do you keep from getting in that position? That's an important thing that we need to talk about and we need to look at. How can you stay away from becoming a lost soul? Well, there are several different ways. One, of course, is the relationship with God, with your Savior. That's right. the number one way to stay away from ever becoming a lost soul. Uh, if you have a true, honest-to-goodness, true relationship with your Creator, you will not be a lost soul, folks, okay? You will be a son, of, you'll be a child of God. But what happens if you're not? If you turn your back on God, and by turning your back on God, you turn your back on your fellow man as well. You turn your back on your fellow man. You turn about your back on everything that is good, wholesome, righteous, positive, and, and wonderful in this world that God has created around us. You turn your back on all of that and embrace this dark depression and this deepening darkness that you let seep into your life. If you do that, then you will be lost. You will be on that lost road, that highway going to hell, okay? You don't want to do that. You want to stay in the right position spiritually in your life. And I will say this to people tonight. Dennis, they get in that rut. They can't get out. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the bad thing about it. You know, Jesus spoke about this. I was fixing to get to that. You read my mind. 
Jesus spoke about these people. He said that when the sower sows the seed, okay, some of it falls on good ground and takes root and grows into what it's supposed to be. It is, it fulfills what it's supposed to be. But some of it falls on barren ground. Some of it falls on barren ground and it can't take root. It might take root for a while and it dies. I've seen plants do that. I've had tomato plants do that. Uh, sometimes they'll just do that. They just won't, they won't take. And then some will fall on absolute barren ground. They won't even take root at all. These are the lost souls. The seeds of the gospel, the seeds of hope and and, uh, and faith fall on barren ground. They can't take hold. They fall on rocks. Again. Well, now what's the barren ground they're talking about here? We're talking about the lives of people. And what have I said before about the demonic? If you open the door to these forces, how, whatever, however you open, whatever that door is, and I'm not talking about a big, big wooden door or gate. I'm talking about a spiritual door here, folks. If you open yourself up, to these forces and let them in. If you even just crack the door a little bit, that's what they're waiting on. They're waiting to get in and start working on you. I have met people and I've had a lot of people come to me, Chris, and say, I've got a curse on me. And yes, they do. Some of them do have curses on them. I'll tell you, evil does that. It can curse you. Yeah, but they, they, they did something in their lives that brought about this curse. You're not just walking down the street. Okay, in right relationship with your creator, walking down the street one day, and bam, somebody hits you with a curse. That just don't happen that way either, okay? Right. You got to do something that leads up to precipitation of that curse coming into your life. Some people, though, now listen to this, are born under curses. Did you know that? Yes, Generational curses. Yep. Yeah. And we're going to we'll probably have to do a show on just nothing but curses one night, okay? Because it's very interesting in how to get rid of them. But some people are that way. They've got these curses on them. And I've had a lot of people come to me and say, how do I get rid of this curse? How well, we call them sometimes spiritual attachments. Why? Because some people pick up demons and they're like the monkey on your back. Remember that old saying, a monkey on your back? Well, I'd rather have a monkey back there. I'd rather have a five-pound, hundred-pound gorilla on my back than a demon, okay? <laughs> because yeah. you know how to deal with that. But some people are walking around with these demons on their back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have these attachments. And there are ways to get rid of it, though. But it takes that number one word. And you know what it is, don't you, Chris? Yeah. Faith. It takes faith to, to, to conquer even curses. I had a... Um, I had a... Um, a warlock said he was going to curse me to death one time. I'm still here, by the way. <laughs> but he said he was going to curse me to death, okay? He was not a nice fella. And I said, I, I kind of laughed at him. I said, you can do what you want to. But I know someone who's a lot more powerful than you that will keep you from cursing me to death, okay? And uh, so it didn't. I don't think it worked out the way he wanted it. But anyway, um, Make on so short, these curses can bring about lost soul syndrome. It can it can lead to that. They want that. They want to get you in this position. If you ever play checkers in the one position you never want to get in is a corner. Remember that? Right. <laughs> they want to put you in a corner so they can do what they want to to you and then destroy you. That's pure and simple the way it works. And I don't say this lightly. I know people right now, Chris, six foot under tonight put there by these forces this stuff is real it's nothing made up it's nothing thing of the mind this is real thing this is a real thing i've seen these things and i know without a doubt they exist and i know what they could do like i see the wind blow i see the wind blow the grass or can blow a tree over just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there but it's there just as real as you and i are tonight and that's what these forces are out to do, is to put these lost souls in a position to destroy them. That's what it's all about. And how do they overthrow your mind? Because, like I said before, they start working on you mentally, getting you to believe all this stuff or some weird philosophy you find or some weird thing, some, some demonic teaching somebody puts you on and all this. Be very careful with your mind, folks, because the mind is the devil's playground. 
That's what he wants to get and manipulate it and to turn it the way he wants it to be so that he can overthrow your mind and get complete control over you, just like the government would like to do that. I'm not going to get into that tonight either. But the government would love to do a lot of that too, and they are trying it. Believe me, we're going to face a lot of things coming that lead to that. But anyway, they want to work on you mentally, physically. That's the pain. That's where the pain comes in. If you have chronic pain, like back pain or neck pain or whatever, some kind of leg pain or whatever, chronic pain, it will wear you down eventually. And they use that too. Yes, sir. They will use that. So they use that physically, mentally, spiritually. If you don't, if you don't have a relationship with God, you're just adrift spiritually. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to believe anymore or what, or to even believe in God anymore. Okay. And by the way, even atheists have a belief, Chris. They believe they're going to believe in nothing. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, that is the way they operate on you spiritually. And then, of course, emotionally, this depression we're talking about, this darkness that comes into your life and rules your life. It takes you over like a drug. And, of course, like we said earlier a few minutes ago, drugs can lead to this and enhance it. Oh, demons love drugs and alcohol, definitely, because it's the one thing that's one of their best tools, one of the most powerful arrows that they have in their quiver of weapons, definitely. Keeper says he has a friend that's committed. He's worried about his soul. What are your thoughts? I'm going to tell you about suicide, okay? And I've had some, some people close to me that have gone that way. I don't want to say this tonight, okay? Suicide, to precipitate suicide, you, you're basically, your mind is overthrown, okay? You're not thinking right anymore. You're not in your right mind. You have a mental illness, whether it's brought about demonically or by chemicals or whatever the case might be. You're not thinking straight anymore. You're not really in control of your faculties. I do not think, and I do not understand, God has will hold that against you, okay? Because you have a mental illness and you you become victim to it. Just like God's not going to blame you for dying from cancer. God's not going to blame you from dying from kidney disease or whatever the case may be. It's not your fault, you know, unless you did some things, of course, but still, it's not your fault that you're going to die. God doesn't hold that against you. So suicide, I do not think, is an unforgivable sin. I think you're not in your right mind. I think God understands that. You know, God knows God knows us, folks, better than we will ever know ourselves, our own selves, okay? And he knows how to deal with that. And we need to really, a lot of times, understand that and grasp that, that he knows a lot more than we know about these things. And I agree with you on that. Cause yes, uh, I believe that God's not going to hold that against you because you have fallen to whether it may be chronic pain to this curse I'm talking about, whatever the case may be. I do not think that in certain situations of suicide, which are brought about the demonic in many ways, God's going to let the demons win in the end in that respect. Because Keeper wanted to know, because I know a lot of people's asked me before about people in mental hospitals, about their souls, you know, what's going to happen to them. And I thought the same thing. I, I didn't think I was going to hold anything against them because I don't think they, they know right from wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, I think there comes a point where we have to say, well, I really, I really have to let him take over that, you know? Right. You know, uh, you know, that's why, you know, like Tammy says, uh, he, gave, he forgave Moses. Moses was a murderer, by the way. And look, he used Moses to do what he wanted to. But, and, and the reason why Moses did not end up in the promised land is because he disobeyed God. But God, I'm sure, you know, somebody come out the other day and say, oh, Moses is not in heaven. No, 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 I, I beg to differ on that. Because where did he come from when he met with Jesus on the night on the Transfiguration? He was glowing white. He come from heaven, my friends. That's where Moses is. Although he may have committed one sin, God understands we are sinful natured creatures. Okay? That's why I'm saying about that. And I think sometimes we got to realize God understands a lot more than we do. 
we can only we can only grasp ten percent with our mere puny little human minds. Where God gets the whole picture, you know. Right. Yeah. But we have to rely a lot of times, I think, Chris, on the forgiveness of God. And like I said, it is. You got to remember this. God loves us with an unconditional love. Although sin can separate us from God, that's not a condition. That's our condition, not God's condition, by the way. Uh, uh, He loves us with an unconditional love, just like dogs and cats do sometimes. You know, our pets do. They have no conditions on it. But we understand our animals sometimes better than they understand themselves. And I think God is that same way, too. But um, anyway, to get back to the lost souls, how do you prevent from becoming a lost soul? Well, first of all, you've got to get this darkness out of your life one way or the other. You've got to you've got to start proactively fighting back against this darkness. How do you do that? It, you do that simply by the life that you live, the things that you bring into your life. You watch the good TV shows or, or the good movies. You watch the positive things. You listen to the positive music. Not somebody about killing and raping a woman and shooting policemen. You don't want to listen to that, John. You want to listen to positive, good stuff that raises your vibration level to a higher stage, and that puts a protective aura around you. You want to get spiritual here, okay? It puts a protection around you, that that positive attitude. That's very important. That's how you fight this. You know, like I said before, I've gone into homes where the demonic has taken over, and these people are at each other's throats. And I tell them, after this cleansing, after I prayed for them, I said, now you start doing something. Put some religious music on or put some good music on. Have fun, laugh, talk, joke, go out and eat. Do do good things here, okay? Because the goodness fights the darkness. Let me tell you this, okay? You got to remember this, folks. Here's one of my mottos, okay? The darkness is great, but the light is greater. Okay? And I tell little kids this, when you open the door at night, the darkness does not fall into your house. The light falls out. The light is something. It is more powerful than the darkness, okay? You got to remember that, and you got to have that as your number one motto in life, to keep that in mind, grasp and embrace that light, that lightness, that positive outlook. And you do that in many different ways, too, not just not just playing good music, or doing good shows, or getting in you, you do that around fellowship with good people, okay? I mean, the right kind of people, not the wrong kind, okay? Yeah, not the right party there. guys. <laughs> yeah, the not the party animals. People having a rough time accepting is changing the friends that you hang around. Birds of the feather flock together. That's right. That's true, yeah. And, you know, you... uh you, you have to uh, fellowship with these people, have good times with them. That, that makes you feel better, laugh, enjoy life. You know, God gives us life, the greatest gift that we have. Don't squander it. Don't throw it away. Don't turn it into darkness. We should embrace that line. And you do it in other ways, too. You go out and do something beyond yourself. You go out and help people. You know, what if you're in line, next time you're in line at the grocery store, buy somebody a loaf of bread. Just, just give them the money and let them have that loaf of bread. You know, do something good for somebody, and you'll get something back out of it. Okay, but don't do it for just because you want to get something back out of it. Okay, do it out of the goodness of your heart. Do it out of the giving spirit, not a getting spirit. Uh, we dwell too much on getting yes, me, me, me. Ah, we have to get outside of ourselves. You know, and do things. These good things. Uh, donate to a charity. Do some work for somebody. Go mow your neighbor's lawn, okay? Do whatever it takes. Do something good. You will reap rewards for this of goodness and light in your life, okay? That's how you proactively fight back against these forces. And then here's another thing I want to tell you about the demonic. Don't get in their territory. Stay out of their territory, okay? I'm talking about stay out of witchcraft and Stuff like that, things that are d- downright dark, deep and depressing, the black arts and all this other stuff, Ouija boards and all. Stay away from the devil's territory. Stay away from the evil things in this life. 
Don't go mess with them. Let me tell you a quick story, okay? A preacher told me this one time years ago. I can look at a piece of coal all day. It's not going to do anything to me. But if I pick it up and look at it real close and put it back down, my hands are black. Yeah. And sin is that way. You may have to live in a world of sin, but you don't have to participate. You don't have to reach down and pick it up, folks. Okay? You put that barrier between you and what's bad out there. And don't let nothing over that barrier. God will reinforce that barrier for you if you let him. God will help you maintain that wall against the sinful world. You know, we have to contend against the world, the flesh, and the devil. Okay? We got to remember those three things, and they can get us. Those are the three snares that we got to watch out for. Some people fall to one or the other, and all three of them sometimes. Okay. Uh, that's a bad situation. And that's what's happened to these lost souls. They've gone under. And the folks, they're not coming, usually coming back up. And let's not get in that position. We want to stay as far away from that lost soul position as absolutely possible, no matter what it takes. That's the main thing. And I watch a lot of prophets and people who have NEDs, including atheists who met God and completely changed course. That's very true. You know, when he, I'm going to tell you what. When it comes down to your deathbed and you've served the wrong master and his servants come after you in the darkness and drag you to where they're going to take you, that's not a good thing. You want the doors to the light to open up to you and not the doors of darkness that are waiting, okay? And I've seen that. I've seen people go out in a bad way, and I've seen people go out in a good way, okay? And when the day comes and you're lying, and we all will face that day. We all, you know, we all got to die alone. We all really die. I don't care how many people's in the room. Dying, you do alone. But God can be there for you. God's the only one that can transcend death. You know, it's a very interesting thing that when Jesus died, and stayed in the grave those three days. He wasn't just in the grave those three days, okay, folks? He actually went to hell and preached. He went to hell because you and I were doomed to hell, okay? He went there, but he came back with the keys of death and hell. Oh, death, where is thy victory? And grave, where is thy victory? Death, where is thy sting? He came back with the keys. He conquered. And you know what that means? He said, you can conquer. You can conquer because I conquered. He did it because we could do it. He made the way for us. That's the way to go out. The good way, not the bad way. Um, I want to go out with the doors of light. Definitely. Unbelievable. Makes me mad. I shut and I don't go back on my way. Not worth any injury. That's very good. It's better just, you know, lock it, take a lock on that thing sometimes. Uh, you want to say, I mean, I probably would get arrested if I really said what I wanted to say, folks. Okay. <laughs> I would probably be hauled off by the FBI tomorrow. But anyway, if I really told the things I know and said the things I said, I would be in big, big trouble. So we've got to really. Put, as the old folks used to say, a bridle on your tongue. You know, a bridle is what you got a horse with. You got it, that, that tongue can get wild too, and it needs a bridle on it sometimes. You got to really be careful what you say because I'm going to tell you something about words. And as a writer, I deal with words. Words are a wonderful thing, but you can never reclaim them once you've spoken them. Okay. Don't ever forget that. They'll always be there, they are a living thing. Just like the word of God is a living thing. That's the way words go. Yeah. So what do you think about the lost souls, Chris? It's sad. I've seen many of people go down that road and never return. I've seen people that never made it to the age 25, 26. I've seen people that never get to see their kids grow old or grow up. I can go on. It's sad. It's sad. It's really sad. You know, I see people get in these situations. It really hurts me. It hurts me to think about it. It's really sad. And there's no way you can usually reach them. You know, there's no way uh, you can try, you know, but usually only it makes matters worse when you try to reach them. But, you know, that you, you do. If you see somebody walking to blindfolded toward 500 
drop off cliff, you you want to stop them, you know. You don't want to let them walk over that cliff and die. Uh, they would get their cell phone and film it. Yeah, and watch yeah. It. Some people would film it. Hey, let me see this. Song. This be good on YouTube tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is it? What is it? Hey, I'm gonna tell you those kind of people, Chris, are what we're talking about now. They're on the way to becoming lost souls, because uh, and you know, and this is what evil does, and the world around us does. They want to desensitize us. They want to take our feelings for our human. You know, as Jesus said, one of the signs of the end of times was the love of many will wax cold. We'll have no more love for our fellow human beings anymore. Only for what we want. Me, me, me. I, I, I. You know, that's the interesting thing. What um, the devil said to God, I will Put my throne above them. It's me, me, me. Ah, that's what he's all about. He's an egomaniac. And uh, that's what these lost souls were. They're sort of egomaniacs kind of in reverse. We don't want to get caught up in seeing only, uh, only feeling what we want to feel, only doing what we want to do and nothing else, and not feeling about having any kind of feelings or emotions for anyone else but ourselves. That is where you, you get into big and bad trouble spiritually. Oh, fighting, yeah. They, oh, yeah, people don't fight and all that. Yeah. And I, I've been in some fights, and it, usually it wasn't my idea to begin with, okay? I've been in some, but uh, and, and you have to deal with it, but you really want to avoid it. You really try to avoid it. you got to know. Where to draw the line, you know, say, hey, I'm not going to do that. If I can help it, I'm going to get away from it. It's better to walk off. There's been many times, and you know this, Chris, as well as I, that there were circumstances we could have drawn our sidearm for things oh, that we yeah. usually left it there. And it, and it probably was a threat to our lives to do it, but we didn't want to take that step, you know? That's correct. Escalate yeah. things. You can escalate things when you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. Try to Try to be peaceful. And calm, you know, and try to take it that way. And everybody else hopefully will remain peaceful and calm, though some people don't. Absolutely. That's right. Little things overbuilt. It's the little things that we can do. It's not the big things. None of, none of us are going to go out like Elon Musk and donate $20 million to some charity. I wish I could, but I can't. I don't have the money. Uh, but we can't do that. But we can do it with little things. Opening the door or... Or whatever the case may be. Like I said, I saw a woman in, in the grocery store one time buy some guy, poor guy, like he couldn't afford it, bought him a loaf of bread, said, so just put it on my bill, you know? You could do little things like that, you know? And the man thanked her for it. He really did. He was very grateful. You could tell he was very grateful for what she done. Just a simple act of buying a loaf of bread, what, a couple of bucks? My gosh. Uh, it might have saved that man's life. You know, you can't, you never know. When you're in a position to do good, what ramifications it may have in the future? Right. No, I totally agree with that. And it, it's it's not like it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. It, it Everything's changed. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, it's me, 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 I, I, I. How many likes? How many followers? How many views? Well, the things out there, Chris, they don't want us to do good. There are forces out there working in the world, not only government forces, but social forces, demonic forces. All of this is combined. We'll have to talk about that one night. That would be an interesting show. All of this is combined, and that's what next week's show is going to go into. Um, all is combined to keep us from doing good things because it's contagious. They don't want us to, to, to spread this contagion in the world, a contagion of goodness. They want us to keep in the darkness. I'll say this. Mm -hmm. We help other countries, but we don't help ourselves. And I'll leave it at that. Not I never true. have understand that. Bill, 
millions. We, we, uh, well, I'm going to tell you what, like we said this before, Chris, okay, if America, the United States of America goes down tomorrow, who's going to come help us? Nobody. Who's going who's to drop some supplies to us? Who's going to send NATO in to help them? I doubt that very much. Not Nobody's nice. going to help us. They're going to be worried about their own butts twisting slowly in the wind out there. They're not going to care about the United States because once we're gone, we're that bumper. Hurricane Between Katrina. them and the, the darker forces in this world, you know. Katrina, nobody helped. The train disaster in Ohio, nobody helped. 9-11, nobody helped. Oh, mm -hmm. we, can, we, we send our condolences. What the hell yep. is that? What, 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 what was that going to do for us? No, I Chris, because one, once upon a time, we were in one nation under God. But we're losing our grip on that very fast. And you're going to see the fall of America if we're not careful. If we don't, if we don't try to retain that grip and it's slipping, it's slipping. It's like it's slipping like a greased pig out of our hands every day here. Okay. We're going to lose that. And once we lose that, once we turn our back on God, we will not be all a, state, a nation of nothing but lost souls. That's what we'll be. And that's what I'm going to talk about next week. The war on Christianity. Oh, that's going to be a good topic. Another good topic. It's here, folks. It's already here. Oh, yeah. They, they've they been planning that for a long time. That's, that's well known. Mm. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely it has been. That was a good show, sir. Yeah, well, there's no... Uh, when, 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 we, when we start talking about politics a little bit, I just, I just... We always take care of everybody but ourselves. We always take care of other people but our own people, and I just don't understand that. I never will. So I, I totally agree with you, Crystal. I look forward to that topic, too. Well, I'm going to tell you what, myself, personally, I've never cared that much about politics, okay? But, unfortunately, the world we live in today is nothing but about politics, and they can very badly affect you now. Not like it used to be many, many years ago. What politicians did didn't usually bother people. Now, the, the game has changed drastically, folks, definitely. Yeah, absolutely, it has. Mm -hmm. Well, sir, I'll let you lead oh. us in prayer. Yeah. Well, that's uh, if you're uh, ready to close, I will say a little prayer. It's been a very dark subject. Absolutely. And uh, uh, we gotta remember though that the help we need is just a prayer away. Okay. Let's yes. bow our heads. Well, Heavenly Father, we ask you tonight to guard our souls against the darkness in this world. Keep your hand, your loving hands upon our lives and our souls and our spirit and our walk through this world. Although we may come up against forces of darkness, we know we can depend on you. We know, God, that you've got our back and all we've got to do is believe. We must believe and accept and receive the gift that you have given us through your son, Jesus Christ. Take his blood upon our lives so that we will not be lost. We are found children of God, so that our souls will not be lost. They will ever exist with you forever in a much more better and wonderful existence. Your most holy name, Lord God Almighty, and in the name of Jesus Christ, we humbly pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Well, next uh, week, folks, the war on Christianity. The war that, that would be an excellent topic. Excellent topic. Very good topic tonight. So always we we always have good topics. Amen. Yes, keeper. Amen. Very good topics. So uh hopefully everybody enjoyed the show tonight. Hopefully everybody has a good, safe week and safe travels and Godspeed to everybody. And uh, look forward to seeing everybody again next week's show. So, 
And Mr. Carroll, Godspeed to right. you. Take care. Bye, Candice. And uh, everybody take care. We'll see you on next week's show. Good night, everybody. It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, shit. Should we run? <laughs> okay. It's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not Jim Monk? <laughs> It's a grizzly. Oh, money here. Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. Oh. It's a grizzly. Oh, it. Are we going to die? I don't know. We're just going to sit here and listen and watch. Let's get out of here, maybe. Oh!